Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, welcome to a new edition of Warriors 24-7. This is a spinoff of the Rick Barry Show, my my compadre in all this, my partner in crime, uh, one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA, Rick Barry, is not going to be joining me today. He's actually um, playing in a charity golf tournament. Uh, this is the life of a Hall of Famer, and great for him, but I'm sure we're going to be collaborating again soon. I still can't get over the buzz of the last two guests we've had on the Rick Barry Show. Again, this is all part of the Warriors 24 podcast network, uh, where the last two guests were um, my childhood sports hero, Sleepy Floyd. Uh, and then before that, his backcourt teammate in the 80s for the Warriors and, and a Hall of Famer and a member of the 92 Dream Team, Chris Mullen. Um, we've interviewed both those players recently. And if you're subscribing to this feed, you've either listened to it or it's sitting there waiting for you to listen to. And I strongly recommend it. If you consider yourself a part of Dub Nation, those were an absolute treat and delight to conduct. Um, and thank you again, Chris Mullen and Sleepy Floyd, for coming on with Rick and I. But again, Rick and I will be doing a show soon. I am solo today, hosting Warriors 24-7. Today is the first day of December, uh, the last month of 2021, which is really insane when you think about it. Man, does time fly. Um, but I'm hosting this because um, this is the morning or now early afternoon uh, after uh, the biggest game of the year for the Warriors, and it didn't end up the way any of us who love the Warriors wanted it to end up. And of course, I'm talking about the massive uh, uh, playoff field game, which was on national TV between the Warriors uh, as they were visiting the Phoenix Suns. Both teams are now tied for the best record in the Western Conference. But um after watching a game like that, I just, you know, I, I really felt like I needed to uh, turn on the mic and record, you know, a post-game vent session. I wanted to sleep on it before I did it, as opposed to doing it right after the game when emotions are running a lot higher than they are, you know, the next morning, obviously. Um, and just to provide some some notes and some commentary and some information for what I saw that uh, some things don't concern me. Some things are very concerning. Um and, you know, I, I share a lot of these sentiments on my, my Twitter account, which is at Dog Surf Roadshow. You can also follow this program on uh, all social media platforms at Warriors24Pod. And again, Rick Perry is going to be joining me again soon. You can follow him on, on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. But the Warriors lost a game that, in my opinion, was very winnable. And it was an opponent that, in my opinion, is, um, is not superior to the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors, to me, are still the best team in the NBA. They're still the best team, certainly in the Western Conference, despite the fact they lost to the Suns. Um, and I think, A, when they meet again this Friday, I do think the Warriors are going to serve up a hot dish of an ass-kicking. Ass and I do feel that um, when they meet again at Christmas, provided everyone's healthy, they're going to win that game as well. And they're going to take the Western Conference crown and ultimately make it to the NBA Finals. But they do have to make some adjustments. And there are some items of concern that need to be addressed that the team needs to deal with if they want to be world champions once again. Um, before we get to all that, I want to read a couple. Uh, read our first sponsor of the day. I never do these live. I always record them either before or after, but um, I'm going to read them right in the middle of the show. It's supposed to be within the first five minutes. I hope I did that. Uh, our, our official sponsor 
of uh, of all Warriors 24 Network shows is Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Uh, and yes, I bet on the money line for the Warriors in last night's game. Did not win. Um, I honestly thought that was going to be the last time this entire season they're going to be underdogs. Still might be the case. Um, I don't know at this point um, if that's going to hold, but uh, there were three and a half point underdogs. Um, it was three when the game started. I bet the money line on the Warriors to win the whole thing since it was plus 125, and of course I lost. But I did use our official sponsor, betonline.a. G, and if you head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code Believe50. That's B L E A V 50. That's the name of the podcast network we're on. Believe to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So, we got that out of the way. Thank you, Bet Online. And I'm going to have one more sponsor in the middle of the show. I'll get to that soon. But we're talking Warriors, and we're talking about the fact that they lost to the Phoenix Suns, the defending Western Conference champions. That is notable. Uh, the Warriors are going to try to take their crown, and they failed in their first attempt of beating them. Um, there are some things to note from that game. Some things are concerning. Some things are not concerning. For starters, there's this player that the Warriors have that, in what is now year eight of the dynasty, and I am going to say that the dynasty is still going on, because right now the Warriors are the odds-on favorite to win the world championship still at this moment. And if they win that fourth title... That means the dynasty just continues. They had a little two-year hiatus that people might someday eventually just forget about because of how inconsequential it was. But the most underrated player in what is now year eight of the dynasty, if we're starting back in 2015, if we go all the way back to 2013 when the Warriors actually started becoming relevant and a championship caliber team, you could say this is year, what, nine of the dynasty? Maybe 10? Whatever year you call it. There is one player that is vastly underrated in all this, that just for some reason, despite all his accomplishments, even now, even though he is much older and might be playing in his final year, is still insanely underrated just because of how much he brings to the table for this Golden State Warriors team, and that's Andre Iguodala. It drives me batshit crazy when people bring up the 2019 Western Conference Finals. Or maybe it was 2018, I apologize. 2018 Western Conference Finals, the second round against the Rockets when Chris Paul was with the team. And all these people, all these just utter schmucks out there still maintain that if Chris Paul did not pull or tear his hammy, whatever that hamstring injury was that kept him out of game six and seven, that if that didn't happen, that the Rockets would have won that series. A, I call bullshit. I still don't think, even with Chris Paul, that team is beating the Warriors with Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala, among many players on that roster. Sean Livingston, David West, and so forth. Um, there's actually a lot of players on that team that are really good. I'm just, named, just going off tip, tip of the cap. But Andre Iguodala is a vitally important player 
on all these teams. And I bring up 2018 because, again, everyone brings up Chris Paul. Like, oh, if he didn't pull his hammy, the Rockets would have won that series. Yeah, well, you know what? If Andre Iguodala didn't leave in game three of that series, that series would have ended in five. The Warriors were dominating that series. They were owning it. They beat the Rockets, I believe, by over 40 points. I think it was a 41-point blowout. And then Iguodala got injured. I think he missed games four, five, and maybe six. And that allowed the Rockets to come back because Iguodala is that important for this team. He's highly intelligent on the basketball court. Stephen Curry and others have called him a have called him a calming, soothing presence on the court. Do you realize how important that is in an environment that is about as stressful as you could find? Where tension, testosterone, anger, stress, excitement, anxiety, the thrill of playing an NBA basketball game alive, and you're involved in it, that's a chaotic environment. And if you have a calming presence who's also 6'8 or 6'7 or or 6'6, I always see different heights about him, but, and he's incredibly talented, one of the best defenders in this game, I think still an incredible ball handler who can play the point, insanely dominant, uh, dominant's not the right word, but insanely talented passer. He finishes at the rim still at the age of 38 with monster dunks. You really think his absence doesn't play a huge part in this? You don't think he would make a difference in that hostile Phoenix crowd? And the Warriors didn't have him. Now look, the Suns fans and, and other you know analysts and critics and out there could say, well, the Suns lost Devin Booker in that game. Yeah, well, first of all, I think it was a tie game when that happened, or it was a very close game when that happened. But when great teams lose a star player in the short term, there's a surge. Because the rest of your teammates suddenly realize we got to pick up the slack. And mentally, there's a sense of urgency there. And adrenaline is pumping. People are motivated. In the short term, when a star player goes down, sometimes teams excel in that situation. And we saw that with the Suns. They excelled. They, threw, they, they, they picked up the slack. Everyone else played much better when they normally do. Jay Crowder was hitting those big threes at the end that he's not normally hitting, let alone normally shooting, at least under that clip. And so the Suns picked up the slack. They picked up the sense of urgency. I guarantee you, first of all, Devin Booker is probably not playing Friday. That looked like a very serious hamstring injury that's going to keep Devin Booker out for weeks, if not months. And you're going to see the effects of not having Devin Booker in the Friday game. That's going to catch up to him very fast. But the Warriors have not had Iguodala now for like seven or eight games. And they haven't really needed him because they haven't faced an opponent like the Suns. I do want to give the Suns credit. They are easily the most worthy opponent in the NBA right now. In the Eastern Conference, I, I look at the, the Milwaukee Bucks and maybe the Miami Heat, although we just got the word that Bam Adebayo got a, a serious like thumb or hand injury, and, and who knows how long he's going to be out. But I see those two teams as legitimate threats in the East. But in the West, it's the Suns, and that's it. And the Suns are a legit threat. They are the contender. The Western Conference Finals, in all likelihood, is going to be Warriors-Suns. And that's, that should be a very exciting series. But the Warriors have not faced an opponent like them until last night without Iggy. And Iggy is probably not going to play Friday, but at least they'll have the home court. It's just easier to play at home. 
We're all human beings. And when you have 20,000 people cheering and yelling for you, as opposed to against you, that is beneficial psychologically. So keep that in mind, Dub Nation. Iguodala was not playing. And I know there's a lot of reports about his knee. Don't be worried. The Warriors are a highly intelligent basketball organization. They play the long game consistently. And with Andre Iguodala, what they're looking at is, take your time, buddy. There's no rush. It's Today I'm recording this. It's December 1st. So until last night, they were only in November. And really, most people would say... It's an adage, but there's so much truth to it that the NBA season, even though it officially starts in October, it doesn't actually start in the minds of most basketball players and fans until Christmas Day. That is the unofficial start of the basketball season. And in all honesty, I really do wish they would adjust the schedule and start it then and run this thing through July or whatever. I would prefer that personally, but that's a side note. Anyway, so... Andre, they're, they're, They're playing the long game. Andre Iguodala is going to be sitting out a lot of games until the postseason. That's what the Warriors want him for because they understand, despite the fact that that Wes Goldberg, uh, uh, who is awesome, he's been a guest of our program before, has said he's Andre Iguodala's washed up. A lot of other people say that. I don't agree. And I can understand Heat fans saying that because those two years in Miami, Iggy was not the same Iggy he was with the Warriors um, or really anywhere else. But he fits the Warriors' style, and he's such a vitally important uh, piece of this team. I've been in that Warriors locker room. I've seen firsthand his presence there. People respect and listen to him. In a lot of ways, he is like a father figure. And by the way, if you see Andre Iguodala with no clothes on, which any reporter has seen these athletes, the man is built. (laughs) He is. I mean, Andre Iguodala, there's a reason why at 38, he's still playing in the NBA, and he's an insane structured athlete. He's a physical specimen. I will leave it at that. So when you don't have Andre Iguodala playing in a huge game like this, and he was one of the key veteran pickups this offseason, and going back to what I said at the beginning of this whole segment about Iggy, in terms of him being underrated, you you still don't see people mentioning his importance. He is insanely important. Insanely important. I mean, it's 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 his value is so high for this team even now. Maybe not what it was from 2015 to 2019, but it's close. And to not have him in that Phoenix game made a difference. And that's not going to be the situation, hopefully, uh, when we're in later in the season and especially in the postseason. So keep that in mind and hold that as a chip of positivity that Andre Iguodala... Um, is important, still is underrated, and is going to be an important part of this team. Uh, I'm going to read our uh, our other sponsor now real quick. We actually have two sponsors. Uh, uh, the second one is Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, 
priced, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. And going back to the show here, um, there's a couple other very important notes to cover. First of all, Jonathan Kaminga, in my opinion, needs to play more. In a game like that, and look, I love Steve Kerr. I absolutely do not want any other coach on this team. Uh, The moment the Warriors lose any game, all the haters come out. I don't understand why people hate on Steve Kerr so much. On social media, a lot of times I see a a race brought into it, which is just utterly unfair. Um, I I never really... I mean, the only time... The only criticism, I'm sorry, of of Steve Kerr that I sometimes find valid is while his adjustments at halftime are brilliant, there's a reason why the Warriors are the best third quarter team in the NBA, um, his personnel adjustments sometimes lag. And, you know, like, and an example of this is Gary Payton II, who barely played last year when I think a lot of people, myself included, were clamoring for him to play more. And the fact that they almost lost him this season because they they put him through the waiver process before signing him so that they initially could bring him in on a non-guaranteed contract. And now we're seeing just how important he is. Gary Payton II is the only player on this team who is playing in the post, who is literally uh, like grabbing lobs and slamming them instead of laying them up. And it took until now for Steve Kerr and company to realize his value. I mean, I mean, a lot of people saw that, myself included. I just really don't think it takes a basketball savant to realize just how important of a player he is and his energy, his aggressiveness, his skill set defensively, and uh, and especially athletically in terms of his hops. My, my God. Um, and then another situation that I, I do sometimes wonder a little bit about is whether or not Kaminga is getting enough minutes. Uh, just today it was announced that the Warriors and these, uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Santa Cruz Warriors did a swap of sorts, a trade where uh, Clay Thompson, who we're getting closer and closer to him coming back. I'm so excited for that. Uh, he was down in Santa Cruz this week practicing. There were a lot of clips online of him scrimmaging and hitting a game, uh, winning three in a practice game. Uh, Damian Lee, Stephen Curry's brother-in-law, uh, who is now the father to Stephen Curry's uh, nephew, Daxon. Congratulations, Damian Lee and family. Uh, that includes uh, Steph's sister and, of course, obviously that whole family. I mean, they're they're just celebrating. So Damian Lee's been out. He's been rusty because he's about to, you know, they just he just had his first child. Um, and I've read numerous reports that this was a long-time struggle for him and his wife in terms of fertility and, and going through treatment. So congratulations on a beautiful baby boy. Um, and uh, so Damian Lee was in Santa Cruz kind of getting his rhythm back, practicing with Clay Thompson. And James Wiseman was there as well. And Wiseman I'm going to talk about in just a second because that's very concerning. Um, so the Warriors uh, uh, between Golden State and Santa Cruz swapped. So Clay Thompson, Damian Lee, and... James Wiseman are coming back up to San Francisco. And then Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody are going back down to Santa Cruz. They can get some uh, reps in on Friday. The Warriors don't play again until Saturday. This is a much-needed much rest. I'm sorry, until Friday, uh, where they play the Suns again. Still three days off. Fantastic. Needed. But I do think Kerr um, is making a mistake in terms of not playing Kaminga enough. 
he is an athletic specimen. I think I think we've all come to the realization he does have basketball smarts. That's a part of him. Um, instinctually, he knows where to go. He knows when to pass it. He knows when to move. Um, he just he understands the game for a 19 year old at a level that most 19 year olds, professionally or not, um, just don't have a grasp of it yet. And he does. So the smarts are there. Uh, the, the 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 physical presence is there. I mean, he's a big boy. He's an athletic kid. This guy should be, and and so at this point, it's a matter of experience, and he doesn't have to be out there making offensive plays. In a game against a team like the Suns, who are bigger and very physical and very athletic, you could have used him, and I don't understand why his minutes were so limited. I just do not get that. Um, Moses Moody, on the other hand, really hasn't done enough in terms of the eye test, or really any variable for that matter, uh, to show that he's ready to play important minutes for the team. Um, I truly hope Moses Moody is following the work and practice ethic of Stephen Curry and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson in terms of the amount of hours he's putting in, being one of the first, if not the first, to get into the gym to practice, being the last or one of the last to leave. I think Moody needs that level of that kind of regimen. He needs that work ethic if he's going to reach success in the NBA. So far, he's not doing enough to show me that he belongs on a consistent basis. But Kaminga, on the other hand, I think does. He could be rebounding out there. He could be playing defense out there. Uh, he's a very competent passer. His three-point shot's not there yet, but he has made them. And and he does make smart plays offensively, driving to the rim. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really, I don't think anyone can give you an expert opinion on his, on his overall jump shot yet. I just don't know if it's there, but he shows flashes sometimes. But the point is, they could use him. And I wish he would get more minutes. I, I really do. And I, and I hope they start giving him more minutes because he is the future of this team. And, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, you know, and he could actually be contributing. So I do hope that we see more minutes from Jonathan Kaminga. I really do. Um, James Wiseman on that note. His the injury he suffered last, I believe, April was a partially torn meniscus in his knee. This is an injury that athletes routinely come back from in six weeks, even less sometimes. James Wiseman has been out for now nearly eight months. I do understand some meniscus injuries have variances to them, that sometimes they're much more serious than others. But what really concerns me is A, a lack of transparency from the Warriors organization and from Wiseman himself regarding the injury. Like, you never see Wiseman ever talking. You never see him being interviewed. They never make him available to the media. So it's not like he can really tell you how he's feeling. Um, but there's something going on here that's not... That's not... Uh, or that is concerning, I guess. You know, it's... it's a, there's a lack of transparency because... He was originally supposed to be practicing at the start of the season, which was well over a month ago. I mean, that was back in like October. So he's not practicing with the team. We, we didn't even see him playing in Santa Cruz while Clay Thompson was. Um, and we do get reports consistently of expected dates of return, and they just keep getting pushed back constantly. I mean, the, the team, there were reports, actual reports, not speculation, reports that he was expected to be ready to play by Thanksgiving. 
Just a simple Google search will, will reveal this information for you folks. Just type in James Wiseman injury. And the fact that it's now December 1st and we still have no idea when he's going to play again is very concerning. Rick Barry and I have talked about him a lot and the fact that he lacks a track record to really have, feel any comfort about him. You know, uh, 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 Greg Oden is a center who sticks out of my mind a lot as a former very high draft pick who we never saw actually play because his knees couldn't handle that frame. And we have no idea what to expect from James Wiseman. Yes, he could be amazing. We had Clifford Ray on this show. We've had numerous individuals on this show. Rick himself says it from the eye test. I say it. I did. I was happy when the Warriors drafted James Wiseman. I wanted Anthony Edwards big time. I'm sorry I bring this up again, but when the Warriors make decisions that impact the team right now, do you really think the Warriors didn't need Anthony Edwards right now and they could have traded up one spot to get him? And they went with Wiseman. So, okay, fine. You went with Wiseman. Now what? Where is he? Why is he not playing? Why have we not seen him outside of the 20-something game sample size last year? I want to see James Wiseman play. We need him. The Warriors' lack of size, which has been the endless discussion about this team in terms of the one primary critique of this roster, is size. In that game last night, Kevon Looney stood no chance against DeAndre Ayton. Bielitsa stood no chance against Andre Aiden. There were moments in that game against the Suns where Andrew Wiggins was guarding Aiden. Wiggins, by the way, woke up yesterday morning with back spasms and was a game-time call. The dude does not miss games because of injury. I think he's missed seven in his entire career. Don't quote me on that, but that's close. It might be right. Uh, and he, and this, I, I know for sure, it's been over three years since he's missed a game because of injury. So... If he's telling you his back's really hurting, I believe it. But he still played. But you could see the injury affecting him. You could see he was he was tight out there. He wasn't loose and fully himself. And you're expecting Andrew Wiggins to guard uh, uh, Aiden, one of the best centers in this game? He was eating them alive. He scored 24 points in that game. You could easily argue he was the difference. Because even, and look, even if Wiseman's playing, look, he's probably getting in foul trouble and not putting in that many minutes. But at least he makes life a little difficult for someone his size, you know? DeAndre Aiden is not eating up the middle like that if James Wiseman is out there. He actually has to apply more moves. He has to actually apply more skills to make buckets instead of just turning around and just throwing the ball in the back bucket, which is all Aiden was doing because no one could block him. He was like three feet from the basket, just turning around and just dropping the ball in the hoop. That was basically what he was doing last night. I mean, you could call those hooks, but... That's all he was doing because the Warriors don't have anyone on the team right now big enough to stop him. And that has been a constant concern since the preseason. They've been able to overcome that because of a combination of chemistry and of fantastic coaching when it comes to rebounding. There's been a serious collective team effort there similar to their defense when it comes to rebounding and making sure players are boxed out. But We've also seen a lot of games where they've struggled with offensive rebounding, where other teams are getting second and third chance shots. And then in the game that truly mattered last night that everyone watched, I guarantee you when the ratings come out, if they haven't already for that game, it probably broke records. 
uh, for a Tuesday night NBA game, uh, which is on TNT again. And and this Wiseman thing is concerning. Uh, Rick's favorite media personality, Bill Simmons, I say that in jest, obviously, because Simmons has written falsehoods about Rick and he won't address it. But Simmons has been thrown out this trade that I really like right now which is Wiseman, and uh, he says Looney. I don't want to include Looney, but I, w- I would happily make a trade of Wiseman and Moody if the numbers, if the salaries work, and if you, have to, if you have to throw someone else in there, so be it. And you trade those individuals to Indianapolis for Miles Turner, a player who does two things. He's a seven-foot, huge defensive beast inside, which they desperately needed last night, and he actually hits three-pointers. So I, you know, I so he can space the floor offensively. So Miles Turner at this point would be amazing. I am trading Wiseman yesterday for Miles Turner if that deal is on the table, just because again you have no idea what you're getting with Wiseman, and you have a championship window you're in right now. I know you're looking ahead to the future as well, but this team could win the title now. And, and a player like Miles Turner, I personally would strongly prefer going after a player like Carl Anthony Towns, but the Timberwolves are starting to play decent ball, so I don't know if he's going to be available. The Indiana Pacers are not. They might blow that team up. Or at a minimum, they might give up uh, Miles Turner so they can bring in a couple of super young prospects, a former number two pick and a former number 14 pick in, in uh, Moses Moody. Um, I'm pulling that trigger yesterday for that trade. And, um, and I hope I'm wrong. Look, Dub Nation, anytime I, cri- I critique the Warriors, anytime I'm critical, anytime I, I point out decisions made that I don't agree with, I hope I'm wrong for the Warriors' success, okay? Like, I would much rather come on here and say, I was wrong, like I say about Jordan Poole consistently, even though Poole's not there yet, but he's getting there. I mean, but he did vanish from second through fourth quarter for the most part in that game last night. But I want to be wrong about James Wiseman. I really do. I want him to come out and shock the world and end up being one of the best centers in the game. But I don't know if that's going to happen right now. And as each day that goes by that we don't see him at all, like we don't see him practicing, we don't obviously we don't see him playing, it's getting more and more worrisome. And this Warriors team lacks size. And they were exposed for that. And the fact that the Suns now have JaVale McGee, that was one of their biggest issues. When Aiden sat down, they had no other big man out there. Now they have JaVale McGee, who has championship pedigree. The guy has three rings. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the Warriors do to counter that. I don't know what the counter is to that. I really don't. And so this Wiseman thing needs to be settled, I think, sooner than later. Uh, I do want to mention as well, the people love talking about the Suns having, you know, all the experience from last year. They made it to the NBA Finals. The Warriors have experience too. They do have some young players on this team that don't have championship experience. But here's one thing I'm absolutely positive of. Stephen Curry is not having another game like that. You can give the Suns some credit for their defense on them, but that was just an awful game. Stephen Curry, it was literally the worst shooting game of his career. But Stephen Curry in big games, once in a while, does lay eggs like that. There is a reason why he is not or he's never won uh, NBA, the NBA Finals MVP award. Because in every NBA Finals series he's been in, he's had games like this. Maybe not this bad, but close, where just nothing goes in. And he starts forcing things, which he was doing last night a lot. But I do want to mention, A, he's not doing that again. 
And the numbers show that when he has bad games, he comes back with fantastic performances. And this is a very smart team between obviously Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green. You know, those are really the primary leaders. Kevon Looney's been on the championship teams. Again, Iguodala's not playing, but he was on the bench. I don't know if he was on the bench last night, actually. I don't remember if I saw him, but he's normally on that bench. But the, my point is, do you really think the Warriors weren't aware of that game last night, that they're playing the Suns again Friday? Like, of course they were aware of that. There are no alarm bells ringing inside the buildings of Chase Center and their practice facilities and on that plane last night coming back. There was nobody panicking. There is no panic button because they know they're playing the Suns again Friday. They know Devin Booker's not playing in that game. They do know that they're a great team themselves. I don't think there's any issue with confidence on this Warriors team. And uh, so, yeah, they're fully aware that they're going to play again Friday. And I'm very confident they're going to beat the Suns handily. I don't think that's going to be a close game. Might be close for half, but that's my call on it. By the way, another thing, this is a personal pet peeve. I don't like white being a uniform color for a row team. When did that start? I know it's been like a few years now where they suddenly started to just decide who cares what color you wear at home. Call me a traditionalist in that regard. But I liked the system where the home team wore white. And that bothered me last night. I don't know why. I just did not like seeing the Warriors wearing the uniform they normally wore at home to win championships. I think that was the exact uniform they won when they were home in the NBA Finals. And to wear that on the road was just really weird to me. I don't like it. That bothers me. I don't know where, where that trend started, but go away. <laughs> if you can't, just go away, please. I don't like you. I didn't like you. I didn't like it. Um, and, and yeah, so those are my thoughts. Warriors post game the day after. I think they're going to come back Friday. Uh, before I wrap the show up... Um, uh, some some personal news. Uh, I'm now going to be hosting another Warriors podcast on a different network. Um, it's called Locked On, um, and it's going to be a daily podcast that I'm, I'm going to be hosting with Dieter Kurtenbach, who is uh, a columnist for the San Jose Mercury News. He's also on KNBR Radio uh, frequently. I don't know if that my former home has made a decision. And, and what a clusterfuck that place is. Corporate media is just a disaster when it comes to the leadership they often select, at least corporate at that level, like uh, the parent company is Cumulus, which is just a train wreck of a of a media uh, uh, conglomerate. But anyway, so I don't know if Dieter is the, the permanent nighttime host. I should probably ask him that. But regardless, Dieter Kurtenbach and I um, are going to be hosting. Uh, we're taking over Wes Goldberg's hosting duties as, as the host of Locked On Warriors. That doesn't mean I'm going anywhere here. Uh, I love Believe. I cannot thank Believe enough for giving me this platform and, and this home. Um, Rick Barry and I are going to continue obviously doing shows here. Um, but we don't make money doing this. I mean, we make a few bucks here and there, but we're not pulling in real money. I mean, Rick and I do this mostly for the passion just because we, we love, you know, we've both been involved in the media game for so long. Um, you know, we, you know, he has a lot of fans. I love hearing him. And over my years of working in the media, I know there's a few of you who, who, you know, show me love and I cannot begin to thank you for that. The love is returned. Um, but Locked On's a, a fairly established network, and they have a, a huge audience. And I'm actually going to be making a few bucks uh, uh, hosting the show there. So, in addition to the work I do here for Believe with um, the Warriors 24 Podcast Network, 
um, on the Rick Barry Show and also here uh, on Warriors 24-7. Um, you can also now find me on Locked on Warriors. I mean, that's a daily podcast and expect me to be on that two, three days a week. Dieter's going to do a couple solo shows each week that we're going to co-host at least once a week. Um, but I'm going to keep doing this obviously as well. Uh, just cause look, I love the Warriors. Um, I've loved broadcasting since I was a teenager. Uh, it's a weird passion to have, but between sports and this, it's just what I've always loved doing. And, um, so I'm not going anywhere, but if you want to hear me on a daily basis, uh, you could also subscribe to me, um, with the locked on warriors show. I'm going to be there as well. Um, and again, I, I do think the warriors are going to rebound. They're going to win Friday and my resolve, my confidence in this team winning the championship this year has not gone anywhere, but, in my opinion, when you are a legitimate championship contending team, I feel like you need to make the moves that are necessary to actually hold um, the trophy at the end. I do. And the Warriors, and, and you know, people criticize me for constantly bringing up Paul Millsap. He would have made a difference in that game last night. He's a steadying inside presence who gives you easy baskets. And even though DeAndre Aiden would have just shot over him, he would not have been able to position himself so close to the rim on a consistent basis like he was if Millsap was botting him. Millsap's a strong man. And the Warriors could have used him or someone like him. That's why I keep bringing that up. If you can win a championship and and all it takes is just one little piece to kind of increase the odds, why not do it? So if Wiseman's coming back soon and the Warriors are confident in him playing, great. But if there's doubt there, and you can get a guy like Miles Turner, pull the trigger on that trade. Do it, Dubs. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Love you, folks. You can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. You can follow this program on all social media platforms at Warriors24Pod. Uh, I'm on Instagram at DogWild, if you ever want to follow me there. Um, that's just a very personal account, not very Warriors-related. Um, but yeah, otherwise, Rick and I will be back soon. I'm sure we're going to host a new show with a, hopefully a great guest. Um, and I'll be posting these consistently, uh, Warriors 24-7. It's just a little spinoff of the Rick Barry show where if Rick isn't available or if the Warriors have, you know, a big game or a big moment like last night and we got to talk about it, I'm jumping on and, and grabbing the mic and taking off. And that's what happened today. So thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again soon. And take care. Presented by Bet Online. I don't Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.